This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk about your precious tax dollars now and how the politicians spend your money. I think for a lot of people these days, it's getting tougher and tougher to make ends meet. Prices just keep going up. Taxes go up wages not keeping pace at all for most people, I would say. So a lot of people, at the end of the month, they're pinching their pennies. They're counting their costs. And you take a look at the way the government spends a lot of your money. Hey, some of this stuff has got to drive people absolutely up the wall. Let's check in with Chris Sims now, Canadian Taxpayers Federation. They just released their annual Government Spending Waste Awards. Chris, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. Okay, you guys have been doing this for a long time, right, these annual awards? Yes, it's been going on for many years, so the annual uh, CTF Teddy Waste Awards, and uh, people might remember the image. We have a great big pink pig mascot, and he wears a tux Aww, and tail. a pig? Like a pig in the trough. An actual pig, yep. Oh, and then they, we hand oh. out golden pig statues at this pretty oh. glitzy um, award ceremony that my uh, federal director puts on in Ottawa. It's quite the show. Oh, that's cold. Well... A, pi- a little pig statue? Ooh. Well, let that be a reminder to any politician or bureaucrat before they decide to waste your money. They might wind up with their name on a trophy. They might get the trophy. Has anyone ever actually accepted one of these trophies and put it up <laughs> not, on their, on their not shelf? As I'm a, not as I know, but that would be pretty <laughs> funny if they came up and owned it. <laughs> I would, you know, it'd be kind of a funny sort of uh, conversation piece, wouldn't it? Have that on your shelf at home, little te- the little pig award? I've actually heard, because the provincial slash territorial winner this year, and they always have to have a funny element. That's what gets you in the running. The provincial <laughs> territorial winner this year was Yukon Territory, because they actually picked up and threw money into the river. What? <laughs> <laughs> thousands of dollars in taxpayers' money. They used it to buy gold, and they actually picked it up and threw it in a river. So they were trying to recreate gold panning so that people would take pictures on Instagram, uh-huh. but they literally threw money in the river. So we gave them the award for that. And now apparently they're calling their program uh, an award-winning program. Oh, <laughs> Which is pretty clever. Okay, well, that sounds like a well-deserved award. Yeah, um, it is. Let's talk about some of the other awards that you guys gave out. What was the award for the worst uh, worst offending government spending at, let's say, the federal level? Yeah, this is a big one, and it's right. pretty bad. Uh, Global Affairs Canada, also known to some by Foreign Affairs Canada, they spent $11.2 million over three years on something called the Mission Cultural Fund. And if you can believe it, part of that fund is used to fly... Canadian chefs all around the world at the beck and call of diplomats. So say you're in the Dominican Republic, you're a Canadian diplomat, and you're feeling kind of hungry, you pick up the phone and you get a Canadian chef flown to you to cook for you at the taxpayer's expense. It's as if, imagine the government got a hold of Uber Eats in hell and they have your credit card. That's them. Didn't uh, Didn't they fly Vikram Vidge? Yes. Around from Vidge's restaurant. I mean, I like the food there. I've eaten there. Well, I've eaten there one time, and it was a very memorable meal. I enjoyed it. So, I mean, he's a, he's a good cook. Yes. For so, sure. Great example. And it was part of that. So, some of your listeners might remember during Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's uh, multi-million dollar trip to India that he took, we used taxpayers' money to fly an Indian food chef to India to cook Indian food in India. 
it was for, one of the for most, Indians. For Indians, it for, was okay. one of the most ridiculous wastes of money. And, um, that, was, and that was Vikram Vidge, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and again, yeah. great chef, but oh, taxpayers yeah. shouldn't be spending money flying people around the world. But I, so, but I guess, well, the the rationale for it, I guess, is that we're trying to put our best foot forward, and we're trying to develop uh, business deals with these with these countries. These are big trading partners for us, so we got to wine and dine all these powerful decision makers over there. I mean, isn't that the rationale behind well, it? Well, then use local people and then put on a good show and make sure you're not blowing your budget. Uh, to make matters worse, uh, the budget for this, for the Mission yeah. Cultural Fund, is $4.5 million. Last year, they spent eleven point two. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, they blew the budget. Yeah, not only is it ridiculous, they way blew the budget. Okay, that's a lot of butter chicken. <laughs> that is. That's or, <laughs> I don't know, the, apparently they flew a uh, chef down to Florida for some reason for Canadian cuisine, but they won't tell us what the chef was. They won't tell us what food it was. Uh, we hope we didn't pay a chartered flight for poutine. Okay, <laughs> okay listen, I guess what the government is saying, if, if the government was here right now trying to defend themselves, they would say, look, you don't understand the way that business gets done here. Yeah, we're, we're whining and dining people, but that's the what you do with powerful people. And if we want to make friends and maintain these relations and get great business deals, it's actually going to pay for itself in the end, isn't it? Isn't, nope. that, isn't that the deal? No, they can pay. They can have their own cocktail parties. Uh, Canada is a well-respected G7 country and a democracy. We don't need diplomats uh, eating uh, camembert on our dime. No. Okay, let's talk about some of the other awards you gave. You mentioned the provincial one. What about, there's a municipal award, right? Yes, there is. Okay. And I must say, to defend myself, I fought hard for BC this year. Because last year we cleaned up. You might remember that, of <laughs> course, the legislature would splitter scandal, oh. won the provincial award. So okay, that Chris, was a really Chris, big deal. Chris, let me just jump in there for a sec. We just yeah. got to go to some quick break in news here. This is Terry Shins in from the newsroom. A B.C. Supreme Court judge in U.S. Minster has found Gabriel Klein guilty of second-degree murder in the death of 13-year-old Letitia Reimer. Reimer was stabbed to death in the rotunda of Abbotsford Secondary School November 1st of 2016. At trial, his lawyer argued Klein did not have the intent to kill the girl when he walked into the school that day, and because there was no intent, he should have been found guilty on the lesser charge of manslaughter. The judge didn't buy that, found him guilty of second degree. He was also found guilty of aggravated assault in an attack on the girl's friend. More information at the bottom of the hour. All right, Terry, thank you for that breaking news. That's why you always keep it locked right here on CKNW, because as soon as we know, you'll know with the breaking news. Uh, back to my conversation now with Chris Sims, Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Okay, Chris, we were talking about some of the wasteful spending that's been identified in B.C., and you mentioned last year there was a lot, right? Yes, there was. Last year, British Columbia won in two separate categories, uh, both provincially for the legislature wood splitter scandal, which, of course, yeah. is much more than a wood splitter. They were blowing thousands of dollars on trips to the U.K., trips to Hong Kong, trips that were whale watching, but they called tsunami awareness, all sorts of silliness. So they won last year. And then municipally, uh, Vancouver won because we were spending thousands of dollars paying people to pretend to be trees. So last year we won. So this year I got skunked. I tried hard. I fought hard for, for BC to win for the municipal category in two separate entries. Okay. Uh, one, TransLink uh, spent $200,000 to paint five red rectangles on our streets in Vancouver. That's $40,000 
per red rectangle. What were the what were the red rectangles for? They were to indicate a bus area. Okay. So again, if you want to paint it red, that fine. Um, could that you cost not? Two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, forty grand a piece per wow. rectangle. Wow. Like, did they use crushed up rubies as the pigment? <laughs> um, we don't know. So that's a big waste of money. Right. And then also, this was a really tough contender: a five thousand dollars stainless steel ping pong table that I'm sure you've seen there in downtown Victoria. I've heard about it. I haven't. I haven't seen it yet. Actually, oh. what's the deal with that one? <laughs> So it's a lonely little ping pong table, stainless steel, nice looking. They actually blocked off a street right in the core there. You can see it right from the Empress in Victoria. And it's blocking off a street. They put some bicycle parking next to it, and they spent more than $5,000 on this table for ping pong. Again, if you want to have public art and you love ping pong, all the power to you. Uh, go hit up the International Ping Pong Fanciers Association for a donation. Don't stick it to the taxpayer. So I put those in as entries. They were nominated, but they didn't win. Um, but I can tell you who did win at okay. the city level. All it's right. a good one. Okay. So it's Toronto. They yeah. cracked down on a bunch of senior citizens who were playing euchre. Do you ever play euchre? It's that card game. Oh, sure. Great yeah, Canadian so game, yeah. I love that game, and yeah, a lot sure. of people do, and uh, especially in our armed forces, I find a lot of folks play it in there. So imagine a bunch of senior citizens. They've been pay- playing Euchre at the local rec center in Toronto and Scarborough for 20 years. Their buy-in is a dollar and a corner, like a loony and a quarter. Ooh, gambling, though, right? Ding, ding, ding. Ooh, so if you can yeah. believe it, the staff at Parks and Rec yeah. <laughs> at Toronto launched an investigation pulled in their legal department at the city of Toronto and pulled in the Ontario Lottery and Gaming Commission for a bunch of old people playing for pocket change that have been doing it for decades. They've actually <laughs> been investigating this, Mike, for nine months. Undercover? Yeah, uh, I don't know, <laughs> but we obtained 186 pages of documents. Wow. From these bureaucrats. To bust the, to bust the Euchre game. Right? Ooh. What's really crazy is Mayor John Tory actually yeah. called these people the fun police and told them to stop <laughs> because it was embarrassing. But they're still going. They're still writing up hey, an official report. If they want to investigate real gambling and money laundering and stuff, they should have been out here working with uh, BC and the BC Lottery Corporation, right? They the sure hockey, could. You know, yeah, hop on a website, guys. Come help us. Yeah, the shopping bags of cash going yeah. to the River Rock. Instead, they're going after these uh, senior citizens' euchre game. Wow. Yeah. For $1.25. Wow. Again, it's literally pocket change. Okay, when you look back at the aftermath of the legislature spending scandal, do you think it's been adequately cleaned up? No. Uh, we are happy in some ways because just now, in the last few months, for the first time ever, uh, the clerk, the speaker, and the sergeant-at-arms are posting their travel expenses on the Internet. For the first time ever. So that's progress. Uh, we did see an audit. We have seen an investigation, and there's still an investigation ongoing. But we need to see much more. Uh, we need right. to see constant vigilance and oversight there. We need to see proactive disclosure, meaning they're always posting their expenses for everything. And this is key. We need to have freedom of information power over the legislature. As yeah. of right now, if you as a journalist, Mike, or me as an advocate, wanted to file an FOI on an MLA, uh, an elected member, we could. We could find all that out. But... For those folks, as you know, in the little black and white cloaks, the clerk, the sergeant-at-arms, and the speaker, they're not subject to FOI. Okay. That means if we had a whistleblower call us and say, yeah. hey, I saw something crazy going on, they bought a wood splitter, or they spent ten mm. grand on a trailer, you and I couldn't even find out that information. We couldn't reach those documents. That okay. has got to be fixed. Dave in Vancouver on the open line. Hi. Hi, 
Hey, Mike, I was enjoying uh, coming in from the bullpen and doing the job. Uh, you know, I was going through my library, kind of uh, file spring cleaning, etc., and I came across uh, a book written by Ed Murphy. He was a talk show host way back in the 60s, 70s. I knew him personally. And he wrote a, a book. It was a bestseller, and it was called A Legacy of Spending. And it came out in the mid-70s. And uh, just to give you an example, when Trudeau came out, power, I'm talking about senior Trudeau, in 68, he said that we're going to cut back uh, the civil service by 10%. By the mid-70s, so we're talking about six years later, it, uh, the actual increase was 45% in the civil service, and spending increased by 230%. So this plague that is uh, being across Canada going on, well, way past 50 years, uh, some of the stories are unbelievable. One was where a senior uh, liberal cabinet minister had to go to the Great Cup, came and uh, spent eight grand so him and his uh, buddies could go to it. We also had a former uh, you know, senator who uh, decided at the end that maybe Vancouver should get a baseball team and I'll go to all the different ballparks. Uh, I don't know how many hot dogs he ate, but he had a good time. <laughs> okay, Dave, thank you very much for the call. I mean, this kind of stuff's been around for a long time, Chris. It, it has, and the reason why we point it out is because we can't have government waste like this, because if we have government waste like this, not only does that mean it's not being spent on social programs that we need, it means our taxes are too darn high and that we're getting screwed over every year. So that's why we point this out with our annual waste awards. By the way, they're named Teddy because they're named after a bureaucrat named Ted who infamously lived uh, overseas in Paris and billed us $700 for one lunch. That must have been a nice lunch. Imagine the escargot and the champagne you'd need to eat to rack up 700 bucks. That'd be nice. Bill (laughs) in Richmond, hi. Hi, uh... Not exactly waste because the finished product is is uh, is what what is required. But a perfect example would be uh, BC ferries. You know, whenever they build ferries overseas or in other countries, those ferries could have been built here. The the workers are are taxed, income tax. The money that comes back. Yeah. Those workers turn around, uh, go get their car fixed. They go to the local uh, uh, restaurant. All that money comes back into the local community so even if even if they charge double triple for those ferries uh that money comes back here instead it goes to poland or germany or china for sea buses really we we used to build sea bus or uh ferries in north van and then when they got too small they got chopped in half and extended then they got chopped they got Mm. filleted and raised we used to do all that stuff here Thank you for the call. I mean, that's an interesting argument. I have heard people say, Chris, that you're better off outsourcing uh, ferry construction to like Poland or Germany or whatever, China, like you said, because it's cheaper. They can build the boats cheaper than we can. But I still think it, I, I do tend to have some sympathy with what he's saying, though, because when we build this stuff ourselves, you do get this sort of internal economic spinoff from that, right? It depends on the model, depends on the style, depends, depends on, on the works. numbers, right? Remember the fast caps? Well, yeah. 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 Yeah, but that, I mean, that was crazy, though. I mean, the, the fast cats were crazy because they went to some unproven yep. aluminum double-hulled technological thing we'd never done in B.C. before. Just add I'm, government. I'm talking, I'm talking about building traditional single-hulled steel ferries. I don't see why we can't build those ourselves. If it makes economic sense, we wouldn't care about that. That makes sense, sure. This is, okay. uh, this is about waste when you, they blow... Remember waste. the fake lake? $1.9 million that the Harper government spent building a fake lake in the Muskokas? Like, it's literally surrounded by lakes? Yeah, it's that kind of stuff that we try to put on the uh, the Teddy Waste Awards. Mick and Kelowna, we just got a minute left. Mick. Hi there, Mike. Yeah, actually, I, you talked about fast ferries. That's exactly what I wanted to bring up. And, okay, uh, make, it, make it quick. We're out of time here. 
I'll make it very quick. So okay. they build these, they, we get these ferries, and uh, what happens? They scrap them because they're creating too much waves. Like, you couldn't have figured that out ahead of time when you're spending that kind of money. We got pennies yeah. on the dollar back. Thank, thank I don't you think for anything the, compares to that. Thanks for the call. I mean, wow, that's going down memory lane it there is. with the fast ferries. But man, they sold those things for pennies on the dollar. What a disaster that was. Chris, we just got a few seconds left. Uh, fun fact if anybody wants to look at one, there's still one docked in Cairo, Egypt. Oh, you can Cairo. go find it on Google Earth. It's right there. Oh, it was a tourist attraction, though. Yep. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> All right, Chris, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Mike. Chris Sims, Canadian Taxpayers Federation. You didn't get through on the open line. Phone me on the buzz line, 604-331-BUZZ, 604-331-2899.